The best tech conference of the year is coming to Las Vegas, November 28th through December 2nd, and MongoDB will be there. Check us out at booth 1611 for prizes, swag, and to learn all about the Atlas Developer Data Platform. Can't make it to the show but still want to enjoy the fun? Check out the MongoDB live stream for live interviews and discussions of all the exciting announcements from the show. Visit mongodb.com slash reinvent for more information. Hi, this is Alexi Glazunov, and today we'll be talking about Funnelytics and how we used MongoDB to solve our scaling issues. So we started out building the platform with Postgres, and we were using it for all different types of use cases. These use cases no longer applied to Postgres, and a document-based database hit the ball out of the park there. All of the data is self-contained within one document. I took a deep dive into Mongo Atlas and found that sharding just came out of the box and it was really just a configuration change. Some feedback that we had gotten from an individual at the startup program, they suggested that we move everything over to Google Cloud since cloud is a lot more generous with IOPS. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we're talking with Alexei Glazunov of Funalytics. Funalytics is a startup in the analytics space Coming out of the MongoDB for Startups program, great conversation about how MongoDB has helped them scale, migrate from Postgres, and enjoy the benefits of a document-oriented database. Before we get to the show, we'd love to ask for your help. We'd love to reach more developers. To do that, you can help us by providing a comment and a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast Network, we'd love for you to take a moment and give us a rating. Let us know what you think of the podcast. We greatly appreciate that. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, did you know that MongoDB.Live is our biggest annual user conference? You can join us on July 13th and 14th for this free virtual streaming event. It'll feature a solid lineup of cutting-edge keynotes, dozens of breakout sessions, live Ask Me Anything panels, and great brain-breaking activities. So much more. Head on over to MongoDB.com live to register and to get updates on what's in store for July. Hope to see you there. You're listening to the MongoDB Podcast. MongoDB Podcast. Exploring the world of software development, data, and all things MongoDB. And now your hosts, Michael Lynn and Nick Raboy. Hey, Nick. How's it going, man? It's going good, Mike. Uh, what are we up to today? Well, today in the studio, we have Alexei Glazunov. He's head of technology at Funalytics, and we're going to be talking about his journey. Uh, with the company and with MongoDB. Alexi, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, thanks very much for having me here, guys. Terrific. Well, if you could introduce yourself to the audience, let people know who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. So my name is Alexi Glasnov, and I've been with Funalytics for four years. Started out with our CEO, Mikhail, who uh, was an agency owner when he started out, and uh, he had this crazy idea that the data that he's collecting shouldn't be visualized on spreadsheets, but should rather be visualized in a way that's very easy for him to show to clients and analyze. Awesome. And when you say agency, what type of agency? Marketing agency. Marketing but agency. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Since then, we've uh, moved on to help even more various types of businesses. So uh, one area that we've really helped our customers in is e-commerce as well. So maybe tell us a little bit about your your journey with Funalytics and and what is your 
role as head of technology? What is it that you, you spend most of your time doing? Yeah, so um, day to day, I'm working on strategy for uh, our whole tech stack and figuring out how we can better provide value to our customers. But how do we overcome some of the technical limitations to doing that? So I actually want to take a step back on uh, what Funalytics does. So uh, you said that it makes it easy for uh, marketing agencies to visualize uh, the data that's coming in. Can you elaborate more on what that means? Yeah, absolutely. So at the core of any marketing campaign, you're, you really have a series of steps that you hope your leads are going to run through. And what Funalytics allows you to do is uh, visualize that in a very linear way and also in a non-linear way. So you can see maybe how messy your existing uh, marketing funnel is. And with Funnelytics, you're able to look at all of these possible paths that a lead can go through and identify what is the ideal path for somebody to take. Like, what are the precise steps that a lead could take, which has the highest ROI? And are these steps interactions with software? Yeah, exactly. Like, it could be um, clicking an ad on Facebook or Google and uh, flowing through your website. So if you're an e-commerce site, then you're going to generally have like a landing page and a products page and then a checkout page. But there's so many things that happen uh, before somebody gets to your site. Like they might have seen um, five different campaigns, but you might be running 500 campaigns. So your job as a marketer is to figure out uh, what campaigns are people seeing that are turning into revenue. So I know that the competition is probably fierce in the analytics space uh, and marketing space in general. Can you shed some light on what Funnelytics does better than, say, some of the competing technologies in the space? Yeah, so I would say that the two things that we've done really well over all competitors is first visualizing the data. So um, that's really our main point. We give you a canvas where you can map concepts, but also overlay your data onto that canvas. And secondly, we ex allow you to explore your data in a very interactive way. So many competitors will pre-aggregate their data in the background, meaning that they can only show you a certain number of metrics. And we allow you to ask Funnelytics questions that even we might not know what you're asking. So you might want to go to Funnelytics and uh, see the data for your entire marketing funnel, but limit it to people who have uh, seen a particular campaign. Asking a platform like Google Analytics that question uh, is going to be really difficult because you're going to have to set up that configuration beforehand and then wait like weeks in order to get data that is statistically significant. Whereas with Funnelytics, uh, we're collecting all of this data for you in the background, and you can ask us these questions with historic data. So terrific. So you've got a, a database of historical data that you can apply new transformations on based on the interactions with your, your software. Exactly. Yeah. Terrific. And can you tell us a little bit about how you're leveraging MongoDB today? And well, I guess the first question I have is, was the platform built on MongoDB? So we started out building the platform with Postgres, 
And we were using it for all different types of use cases. We were using it for things like user management, uh, tracking this data, because as somebody is going from one page to another page, uh, we need to record that data and note down that uh, there's this session that was created and this person is going from um, to the landing page to the products page. And we are also using it for analytics. So over time, as we were collecting more data, we, we reached a point where these, these use cases no longer applied to Postgres. Well, one use case did, but for tracking and analytics, we had to think about different databases that we could use. And Mongo really helped us on the tracking side of things because as we're managing sessions that happen on our customer sites, we need to note down uh, the pages and the actions that a visitor may have done on that site. And a document-based database uh, hit the ball out of the park there. All of the data is self-contained within one document. Whereas with Postgres, we are distributing uh, metadata and uh, page data across several tables. So if we wanted to pull together a full idea of one session, we had to do joins across tables that had billions of rows. So it became really difficult to manage and we had a lot of problems when it came to scaling and also to uh, storage costs. I do want to get into the scaling side of things, but I have further questions regarding what these session documents look like um, without kind of revealing your secret sauce behind Funalytics. I mean, what, what's stored in these documents or, or how large can these documents become? Yeah, um, so the document size can vary quite a bit, but what we end up storing in these documents is the pages that a particular session has visited, as well as the actions that they've done on a page. So if somebody went uh, to that landing page of a e-commerce site and they scrolled to half the page, then we'd be able to record that all within one document. Whereas previously, if we wanted to store that same scenario in Postgres, it would be spread across seven different tables. And of course, indexing is really difficult and costly when you have billions of rows in each of those seven tables. So in regards to the document size, about how large do these generally run? Yeah, yeah. It's like in megabytes. Pretty, yeah, it would probably be uh, a bit less than a, than a megabyte. It's not... It's not large data by any means. It's just recording uh, small metadata, really. Like we're pulling some data that uh, we can get from the browser and, and that's about it. And are the actions always the same? I'm, I'm wondering if the polymorphic nature of MongoDB's document data model is, is helpful in that respect. I would imagine maybe from industry to industry, you might have a different set of actions. Is that the case? Yeah, exactly. And where Mongo really helps us here is, um, as you said, the data structure can vary and we allow our customers to install actions on their site as per their own requirements. So if they wanted to pass along data in various data types, then that's something that they would be able to do. So that's an interesting concept. So as a uh, customer of Funalytics, I have the ability to extend and, and leverage a pluggable framework. Is that to say yeah it's more like us giving you access on our script that you install on your site to trigger these actions uh, on your own site and feed that data into funnelytics so you could pass along strings you could pass along 
uh, whole numbers, decimals, anything. That has me thinking about the developer space. Um, is there an API offered? Any opportunities for the folks that are in the development community out there? Not yet, but that is on our product roadmap. Fantastic. We'll, we'll look for that for sure. And um, maybe, maybe there's a, an opportunity for us to write some content about the Funnelytics API once that, once that hits. We'll look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to circle back to something. So I, I had kind of steered it away to, to talk about the uh, document model and sizing. But you mentioned that uh, one, of the, one of the problems that you were having with Postgres is when it came time to scale, uh, there, were, there were issues. Uh, do you want to elaborate on what those issues might have been? Uh, what made MongoDB such a, a great decision for you? For sure. So I think when it came to scaling with Postgres, we were fighting a battle on two fronts, and that was both storage cost and scaling out horizontally. Actually, sorry, uh, third one as well. Uh, cost was, was a major issue, uh, especially with IOPS. Our, our cost for IOPS got to the point where it was matching the cost of the actual instance. And at one point, it exceeded that. So that was really the point where I started looking for other solutions because that was just unsustainable. Getting to uh, scaling out horizontally, when you think about uh, something like sharding with Postgres, that's really an initiative that you have to take upon yourself. Like you need to set up a new piece of infrastructure to route all of the queries and figure out which Postgres instance that query needs to go to. For a small startup uh, like us, it's really difficult to manage some of these scaling issues that, that we have because we can't allocate uh, a DevOps team to managing and building out that piece of infrastructure. When I was looking at alternatives and came across Mongo, I took a bit of a deep dive into Mongo Atlas and found that sharding just came out of the box and it was really just a configuration change. So there wasn't any large software changes that would have to change or that we'd have to implement in order to start sharding out. Oh, that's so critical. And I, I know the challenge associated with, with scaling um, some of the traditional uh, SQL or RDBMS solutions out there, that's, that can be quite, quite challenging. So tell me a little bit about your experience with the startup program. I know that you, you went through the MongoDB for Startups program, and there are a couple of benefits that you get as a part of that. Do you want, do you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, yeah. So for us, we got the credits, and then we uh, got a account manager that pointed us in the right direction so we could figure out like what individuals from Mongo we could work with to solve some of our scaling issues and also look at uh, potential scaling issues in the future. Yeah, that's so critical. I mean, you want to do things right out of the gate so you don't have to worry about scaling afterwards for sure. And uh, the technical advisors that are a part of the MongoDB for Startups program are just so super. They're, they're great to work with. I used to work very closely with them. Are you comfortable talking a little bit about the challenges you faced that um, you were able to get resolved? Yeah, uh, I love talking about that. First, for me, was cost. We were able to significantly reduce cost as soon as we moved over from uh, Postgres to Mongo. And even once we got to Mongo, uh, we were able to reduce costs further. So when we first switched over to Atlas, we had set up everything within AWS because it seemed pretty reasonable as our entire infrastructure is hosted in uh, AWS currently. But what I found was after, after getting the first bill, was that IOPS was still an issue. 
it was it was still a massive problem and it just broke my heart so i was looking into solutions and also came across some feedback that we had gotten from an individual at the startup program and they suggested that we move everything over to google cloud since cloud is a lot more generous with iops we were able to get a lot more each month and that was really nice on the on the server bill and and where are you at in the journey with funnelytics you're you're fully live you're you're are you are you seeking funding are you hiring what's going on with um with your current state so right now we're in the process of finding more customers that we can help with our platform earlier on i mentioned that we found a lot of e-commerce customers who have found a lot of value in the platform so we're working more on delivering delivering more value to those customers with funnelytics and of course as is the case with uh, many startups we are hiring so if there's any any devel- developers who would like to work with us out there please check out our careers page funnelytics.io/careers is this specifically in toronto or is it uh, remote options as well yeah remote we have a distributed team uh, developers out in ukraine russia uh, had some developers here in Toronto, anywhere in the world. Fantastic. And what specific skill sets are you looking for apart from MongoDB? Yeah, so we have a code base that's built entirely in Node. Node is definitely essential there. And we're also looking for people who are just well-rounded in in various types of databases. When we look at the core of Funnelytics and, and the code base, we're very reliant upon storing data and aggregating data. So anybody who loves databases. Is there any other features of MongoDB that you're using that we might not have discussed yet on this particular episode? Yeah. So one thing that we haven't implemented yet, but we're looking at implementing is online archive. Obviously, keeping all of your data in a hot storage is going to become very costly over time. It was definitely a, a losing point with Postgres uh, before, or Aurora Postgres. So what we're looking at right now is getting all of our stale data from Mongo into S3, and Online Archive is, is the perfect tool to leverage that. Fantastic. And that's, uh, when is that coming out in Funnelytics? Uh, we'll probably be looking at that in the next, next quarter or so. So is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience before we wrap? No, nothing from my end. Great having you on the show. Appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Have a question or a suggestion for the show? Visit us in the MongoDB community forums at community.mongodb.com. The best tech conference of the year is coming to Las Vegas, November 28th through December 2nd, and MongoDB will be there. Check us out at booth 1611 for prizes, swag, and to learn all about the Atlas Developer Data Platform. Can't make it to the show but still want to enjoy the fun? Check out the MongoDB live stream for live interviews and discussions of all the exciting announcements from the show. Visit mongodb.com reinvent for more information.